This is Campus Voices. Issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. A public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU. Good morning and welcome to Campus Voices. I'm Rick Alloway and I thank you for your time. We're going to be talking about several things distinctly museum-related today, and specifically Morrill Hall over at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, the University of Nebraska State Museum, which is sponsoring a couple of really fun events coming up here in February. And uh, we wanted to make sure that you had all the information you needed about that. So Caroline Clements joins us today. She is the Public Relations and Membership Manager for the Nebraska State Museum, uh, sort of informally known as Morrill Hall. We're delighted to welcome Caroline to the show. Glad to have you here this morning. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So there are a couple things coming up in February that we should let people know about. And um, one of them coming up very quickly is an event that I have a sneaking suspicion my five-year-old grandson is really going to dig in every sense of that word. And it's called Dinosaurs and Disasters. Tell us about that. So Dinosaurs and Disasters is an annual event that our museum does uh, with the UNL Department of Earth and Atmospheric Sciences. And it's exciting because it's a hands-on day to literally explore dinosaurs and disasters. It is exactly what it says. So the disaster part, because I think most kids know that their the dinosaurs' lives were fraught with disasters, both in terms of just getting through day to day and trying to stay alive, but then also what may have led to their extinction, or at least a mass extinction some 65 million years ago. So what kinds of activities uh, will parents and their little ones be able to take part in that day? So this year our theme is Mythbusters, so it's going to be exploring facts and myths related to dinosaurs and disasters. So you're going to do things like trying to build a trilobite. There's a fun station called Meteorites and Meteor Wrong, so <laughs> learning the facts around those. Um, we'll have things like scavenger hunts. They'll be able to actually watch our paleontologists excavate real fossils in our visible lab, uh, explore things like earthquakes, tornadoes. We're really excited. Lincoln City Libraries is going to join us for a story time and craft activity at 10 a.m. And then we also will have a local band called the String Beans joining us this year new. So that should be fun. They're um, going to perform some of their songs from a new album called Dinosaur Pet Store. And so they'll have two performances and all of these activities, story time, it's all included with our general admission. So before we get too far down the road on this, I want to make sure we get the uh, the actual specifics, date, time, and uh, pricing, and all that sort of stuff out. And then we'll come back and we'll touch on that again. But let's get that in right up front. So it's February 4th. Correct. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's our general admission, so 9.50 for adults, 5.50 for your kids ages 3 through 18. Children under 3 are always free uh, for the museum. And then we're a proud member of Museums for All. So we actually offer $1 admission for any of our residents who qualify for WIC, SNAP, or EBT, and that's valid for this event. I really like that. And in general, the museum is part of uh, several national consortia as well, right? I mean, you're, you're a proud member of, of lots of other national organizations, right. too. We're um, the American Alliance of Museums, the Association of Science and Technology Centers. We're a Smithsonian affiliate. We're a Blue Star Museum. You know, it's all about how we can continue to help our community and represent both our museum and Nebraska as well as possible on a national and local stage. I love the fact that this one is geared to the little folks, though, because that's, I remember as a little guy myself <clears throat> growing up here in Lincoln and going to Morrill Hall as a, as, a, as a wee tyke 
and being taken by just the scale of the dinosaurs that were there. It's one thing when you see them in a pop-up book and you're a little kid and you go, wow, those things look big. And then you see there and walk in and you see a glyptodont or whatever and you go, my gosh, these things are huge. But what I really find when enthuses me about this is the interactivity part of it. It's not just stand and watch. It's, it's get your fingers dirty and get in there. Absolutely. It's, it's the engage. There's going to be 26 stations total. And what we're also really excited is that when folks come and do the hands-on activities, they can participate, but we'll have actual researchers. So the activities themselves are going to be great for the little kids. But we like to say for our older visitors that are still kids at heart, there's something for them as well, because you can totally, you know, I like to say geek out, but in the best way, geek out with the science with our scientists at a lot of these stations as well. Is that a challenge? Is it, and I, I know you're in the PR and membership side of this, but I suspect you're also involved in the, the programming and stuff of all of this. What are the, some of the challenges involved in trying to come up with an event that will appeal to all ages so it's not just grandparents sitting over on the side going, come find us when you're ready to go? So obviously one of our big challenges is always volunteers. We want to make sure that people are able to actually enjoy what's going on. So um, quick plug, if you're interested in volunteering at the museum, we've got lots of opportunities, let us know. Um, that's always one of our big logistical, but then it's just making sure, again, being like, put yourselves in the shoes of a five-year-old, what excites you? And then think, okay, from an adult perspective, what excites you? And what's actually a lot of fun is quite frequently, there's still an overlap. I think even those of us who are grown-ups can still find that inner child and opportunities to enjoy at these events. Uh, we're all, yeah, you're right. We're all inner children at some point. We never quite, I still am, am mystified by the dinosaurs and, and just imagining, and, and not just dinosaurs, but also the, the mastodons and stuff of that time period that were more of what we have in Nebraska to look back on. Uh, Elephant Hall has still just always been a fascinating place for me to walk in and just, again, look at the scale of these things and, imagine that they once uh, probably walked over campus right where we are now at some point. I work at the museum and still every day you walk in Elephant Hall and you stare up at Archie and it's just it's just awe-inspiring. So even for those who are around it every day, it doesn't go away. So some of the things that are on hands-on uh, scale that day include um, volcanoes in the ocean, living dinosaurs, build a trilobite as you said, uh, microbes, rock, Awesome aquifers, the wheel of tornado myths. Uh, what what set you on the MythBusters side of things? What what got you thinking about that? So we like to try and have a theme to help guide people through stations. And actually, MythBusters was originally the theme that we were going to use for last year's event until unfortunately COVID and the pandemic had to shut us down. Um, but it's it's always a fun one. You know, people always kind of remember that Mythbusters show and that excitement of, is it real? Isn't it real? And so it's that opportunity to say, okay, here's the real science part of it, but here's a really fun way to explore that. Are there, and I, I know I'm not asking you to put on your paleontology hat here because that's not fair. But what uh, are you aware of? Uh, a couple of myths that people have about this time period that these guys will help dispel or that this, this day will help dispel? Are there some generally held, now nah, that's not quite right kind of thinking that people have? So I know a couple of the myths that they're looking to explore with some of these stations are like, you know, did dinosaurs drag their tails? Ah. Do dinosaurs still exist today? On the science side, you know, one of the fun ones that they're going to do is, you know, 
when you flush a toilet, does the water swirl different directions in different hemispheres? So a lot of these kind of common science, but then also natural history facts. Fascinating. Is there a sort of younger age cutoff below which you think that somebody might not quite be ready for this? What do you think is the minimum age for kids coming to this event? Well, if you're still a newborn, you're going to probably have a hard time appreciating. (laughs) (laughs) But we say the majority of our activities are going to fit really well in that 5 to 12-year-old range. We will still have some activities for like our 2, 3, and 4-year-olds, but there will probably be some stations that they may not get as much enjoyment out of. And one of the nice sidebars to this that I see is that uh, you're also using this as an opportunity as a collection drive for Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach and uh, that's nice that there's there's a, that sort of give back side to this as well. Yes, yeah, so that's part of our museum's community access program. And again, how we say we want to be um, good community partners and stewards uh, in the Lincoln area. And so uh, for this one under that program, we partner with each of our annual events to do a donation drive. And like you said, Matt Talbot is our partner this event. And so if anyone brings a donation for Matt Talbot while they're at this event, uh, we're going to enter them into a raffle drawing, and we'll be doing drawings throughout the day and then grand prize drawings at the end for some fun dinosaur-obviously-themed items, some different museum swag, science kits. So Very nice. So again, a reminder, that's coming up on February 4th, that event called uh, Dinosaurs and Disasters, 9 a.m., to 5 p.m. coming up at the at Morrill Hall. But then let's talk about another activity that's coming up a week later on February 11th. Tell us about uh, Cosmos and Cocktails. So Cosmos and Cocktails, we're really excited, is actually a new event, um, and it's one we're hoping to expand on down the road. But this is an adults-only event. So we've had a lot of fun events that people are used to for children. This one is for 21 and older. And that's because you're going to be able to enjoy some wine or a cocktail in your hand while you explore the museum, enjoy dinner, and a bunch of fun activities. So this is geared uh, not for the little kids in this case, this is, but it's geared for the big kids among us who are still little kids at heart, perhaps. And so it's a full evening. I mean, it's a meal and the whole thing, right? So yes, for this one, um, because it's so close to Valentine's Day, the theme that they've gone with is Love Among the Stars. So it's going to include an Italian buffet. Uh, You're going to get to enjoy one of our chocolate Archie bars because chocolate and Valentine's go hand in hand. Um, There will be wine tasting included. There's going to be a live narrated planetarium show. You get to build your own bouquet of flowers to take home. And then we're going to have a bunch of other, like I said, kind of interactive stations throughout. Um, One that I'm really excited about is actually it's called Language of the Heart. And our anthropology uh, collection is bringing out artifacts specifically for this event from the collection. So they're not usually on display at Morrill Hall. Um, And it's going to be exploring the use of heart motifs on some of these different artifacts across cultures. Oh, wow. That is really clever. Very original, very timely for Valentine's Day. That's 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 neat. I like to see how we, we look back in the archives and say, what else do we have that we can tie in with this particular event? And I love the fact that we have an Archie bar that's made right here in town, right? Artisanal chocolate? Yep. Lulu Bee's artisanal chocolates make these Archie bars. They're really neat. They're just, like I said, little chocolate bars. They have Archie or Mammoth on them. Um, if you come to this event, you'll automatically get one, but you can also get them in our museum gift shop there you go. any day of the week. And that event, as, as if you need anything else to get you to come that evening, 
Uh, anybody who shows up for the event on uh, February 11th is also going to get a kind of a sneak peek at a new display you've got going in pretty soon, right? So yeah, we're really excited. It's called Observing with NASA. Um, and this is a kiosk exhibit uh, that's going in. And so you see a lot of times these fun, these galaxies or these space images that come from NASA. And this kiosk is going to give visitors the chance to explore how NASA creates these images by using actual data and photos from NASA. Wow. Yeah, the new photos that have been coming back from the latest satellites and uh, are just and the telescopes that are on them are just incredibly uh, stunning. That's the only word for it, to be able to see that far out there and realize that uh, we are such a small piece of this huge thing so so that'll be interactive as well so there's interactive stuff for the kids coming up on the one on the fourth and some interactive stuff going on for the older kids the adults coming up on february 11th so uh that's a ticketed event now again there are some discounts for our folks who are working here on campus right absolutely so for our uh, unl students as well as our faculty um, and staff it's uh, $55 for our general public. It is $65, and we do recommend you have to get your tickets in advance, and I would purchase sooner than later because we do anticipate this event will sell out. Okay. you have a rough idea how many people you can accommodate? Uh, well, it'll be up to 180, okay. um, and we do have about 70% of the tickets are already sold. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, it's coming up pretty quickly. It is. It is. So it's right around the corner. It. So two great events coming up uh, in the first half of uh, February, but that does not mean that that's the only time there are things going on at Morrill Hall. It is a year-round organization and activity through the University of Nebraska State Museum, established back in 1871, so you've been around a while. We have. We have. It's, you know, we celebrated our 150th birthday not that long ago. We're just one year younger than the university itself. What I find fascinating is, again, having been there as a little kid uh, myself growing up, and now we're into our third generation of our family taking them there, is how it is literally a living museum. It's not just the same static exhibits that were there when I was a five-year-old. They were constantly modifying the displays. There are whole new exhibits, a whole new floor that's reopened that hasn't been open for a long time. And I love the fact that you can observe people doing the work. It's not just, here are photos of people out in the field. You've got people actually with their hands in doing things. That's That makes it so much more intriguing, I think. The Visible Lab is a really popular one. I still enjoy going up just to see, okay, who's it, who's in the Visible Lab today and what are they working on? You know, is it our fossils? You know, is it our zoology collection? Is it, you know, is it our entomology collection and seeing, you know, the vast variety of insects? Um, but yeah, if you haven't, the Cherish Nebraska on the fourth floor is incredible. Yeah, it really is. And the range of displays, just the list of looking at your anthropology, botany, entomology, geology, inver- invertebrate paleontology, parasitology, vertebrate paleontology, zoology. And there's something for every interest at any age coming in here. Generally during the week, uh, not specifically for these two events we're talking about, but what are the general hours for the museum? So we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sundays from noon to 5. Okay. With parking close by for folks that are not part of the university community? Correct. Yep. There are designated museum parking spots. Well, let's remind folks again then about the two activities coming up here in this first uh, 11 days of February. So we have Dinosaurs and Disasters on Saturday, February 4th. Great family activity, literally exploring dinosaurs and disasters, all hands-on, included with admission. You do not need advanced tickets for that event. 
And then Cosmos and Cocktails, this is your adults-only 21-plus event on Saturday, February 11th. Enjoy your dinner, enjoy your wine tasting, planetarium show, some fun activities. It is an advanced ticketed event, but we do have some discounts, like I said, for our members and as well as members of our UNL community. And if neither one of those are quite to your taste, just stand by. There'll always be something else coming up later in the year. We've got some fun things coming up later this year. Well, I hope you'll come back later and tell us about them. Absolutely. Glad to have you here this morning, and best of luck on both these activities. Thanks. Appreciate it. Our guest this morning on Campus Voice is Caroline Clements, who is the Public Relations and Membership Manager for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's State Museum, also known as Morrill Hall. She's been our guest on Campus Voices. I'm Rick Alloway, and as always, I thank you for your time. This has been Campus Voices, issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. To comment on this program, call 402-472-3054 or email to krnu at unl.edu. Campus Voices is a public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU, Lincoln.